Now, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Listen, let's get right into this. Three Days Grace, brand new record explosion set the drop on May 6th. You can pre-order it now where every music is sold, basically. Brand new single hit in rock radio across the country has taken Canada and the U.S. and the, the world by storm. Uh, so-called life, the music video already has over half a million views. Welcome to the show, Matt and Neil from Three Days Grace. There they are, everybody. Look at them. Handsome gentlemen. What's up? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> First of all, I just want to start with this because I'm very upset with you guys, and I finally get to uh, grind my axe with you. You broke Van Halen's record for the most number ones on the rock charts. Uh, Listen, Matt, Neil, let me just start with you, Neil. You were there the whole time. I'm very upset at you. This is uh, It's quite the accomplishment, but at the same time, you you beat Van Halen, the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Talk about that. I think one thing that went in our favor is that the first like number one they had was a cover. Right. Yeah. You really got right? me. Yeah. yeah. You really got, so I don't know if, if that had been, if they had a written, you really got me, we'd be screwed. <laughs> uh, no, but we're, we're very fortunate. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we have this like kind of thing where we're just like, keep your head down and just like, let's just work, 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 work. And we, when we're all grumpy old men, we can like sit on our rockers on the porch and like, then we can like celebrate. But for now it's just like, let's fucking go. Wow. Look, I mean, if Eddie didn't pass last year, like that would be in my commercial for the tour, the band with the most number ones in the history of mainstream rock songs chart on tour. Like I, I would be blowing that up everywhere, you know? No, I think that, yeah, you should be able to soon. I just got a little <laughs> bit more time pass, but we're not touring till April. So yeah. Matt as a guitar player. Was Eddie Van Halen a big influence on you? Uh, yeah. Like I, I always, I always dug the band, you know, like, uh, I, I'm not, uh, for definitely our guitar player Barry would say yes for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of a sloppy guitar player. I just get by. So was Jimmy know? Page, but look what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a rhythm guitar player than a, a lead guitar player. But I, I, yeah, def- yeah, the guy definitely had skill. I actually you named know? my my son Eddie. So oh, there you or, go. Th- but it's this funny year. to say that because honestly, yeah. Eddie, if you asked Edward Van Halen what kind of guitar player he is, he would oh. say I'm a rhythm guy. Like, that's really where he got his, you know, playing the scene and all those covers back in the day on the Sunset Strip. Like, rhythm is 90% of the song. I mean, let's yeah, be honest yeah. here. It's an integral yeah. part. Well, sure, I, would say, I would say drums drums are around 70. I say rhythm is about 40, 42 and a half. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, let's talk about this brand new record. Obviously, it's coming out next May with a brand new song, uh, So-Called Life. Uh, Matt, are you... Uh, I was gonna say, Neil, are you producing this stuff too, or are you, are you oh, not playing this, on it? Oh, just playing. No, no, not that, not this stuff. Um, uh, Howard Benson's producing. Um, nice. Yeah, and, and just Howard and I have started a separate company that we're doing some other stuff with. But uh, okay. no, we we kind of we put the dream team back together. Um, uh, you know, Howard produced one X, and uh, you know he he basically did a lot of stuff on outsider and then he produced this new album but we switched it up actually with mixing we matt and i and everybody else in the band had been like geeking out about uh like bring me the horizon and how their record sounded dude that song yeah, they put thought it was like ammo a couple of years like two years ago it was like oh god so good yeah. yeah and we were like we were like why this stuff's just like jumping out of the speakers and it's different and it's modern it's fresh and stuff and so we kind of did a bit a bit of homework and ended up bringing in uh, this guy dan lancaster who's actually mixing who mixed so-called life so you can kind of hear so-called life like 
hit play and it jumps out of the speakers in that same kind of vein. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just, you know, switching some things up and keeping a lot the same. And, and, uh, for us, it's all about, you know, the songwriting takes up 96.7% of all of our time. Um, right. because if we, we feel like if it's a good song and it's believable and people can get behind it and feel emotions and be engaged and compelled to listen to it, then, um, the rest is gravy. Yeah. And, and it's funny, you know, listening to rock bands these days. I mean, like you either got the Greta Van Zeppelins or you got guys like you where you're not afraid to take a chance and have some really cool program keyboards going on and maybe have some like, you know, like drum beats, uh, like drum loops and stuff. And, you know, you, you kind of explore the sound and the genre. Exactly. Right. You know, and, and that's a big part of the rock sound these days. Everybody's it's basically like, it's like the Def Leppard approach. Just throw everything into the kitchen sink and what comes out. Don't be afraid of it. If it's good, it's good. <laughs> We as long it. as it's as long as it doesn't sound like shit, right? <laughs> but it does, just, yeah. Yeah. Which it does not. You know, it's yeah. Well, it's just we're like I said before, like we're we're so into like what the message is, what the lyrics are, right. and like what you know, if people can like hear the lyric and hear the message in the song, you know, like Matt and I talk about this all the time. It's like does it sound like we are or this artist or who, wh whoever we're listening to is like living and dying on the microphone or does it sound like they're reading off a piece of paper to make money? And yeah. like, I think the, I think listeners are way more sensitive to that than ever before where they can tell if something's like genuine coming from the heart and the soul, or if it's just like, you're just like doing it for all, all the wrong reasons. And that yeah. the rock and roll is supposed to be about the former where it's like rock and roll is supposed to be, dangerous and like loose around the edges and not perfect and and just like wear your heart on your sleeve and just put it out there right i don't know yeah. that's what see i'm the opposite because i'm a big mutt lang fan and i'm like you know what as long as the song has great production and awesome sounding drums and guitars i think it could have the goofiest lyrics ever but hey if it sounds good i'm in <laughs> okay i think we're done here i think we're done here um just kidding just kidding <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Jeremy. I don't. I don't know if the to me. I don't know if the lyrics mean that much. I don't. I don't sit and study them like I used to when I was a kid. So yeah, like I'm the opposite. Like when I was a kid, I just listened to melody, and it wasn't until like I started writing with Chad and like started like really focusing on lyrics and stuff. Uh, what like I just you know like I I would write out a little out of the box and be a little vague and like as long as the melody was great, I like. It was over the like since I joined with Three Days Grace that we really like focus in on the lyrics and like if we're if we're, if we're vague or like out of the box of what we're talking about, right. uh, we we try to reel it back in and be like, no, this is what we're talking about. Like, like we can't really be vague about this and uh, try so, to get them. So then, lyrically, are you trying I, to? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think a lot of that comes from like. 20 years of three days grace, how many people have come up to us and said, this song changed my life. <laughs> and we're like, the guitar didn't change your life. The drums didn't change your life. The bass didn't change your life. The melody, it's the fucking message that changed these people's lives who were like, you know, I didn't, I thought I was alone until I heard, you know, that uh, this song that's about bullying or anxiety or depression and all that kind of shit. Like that's, I think where we hold it close to our heart is right. getting those messages from fans. How yeah. do you avoid then being contrived where you say, Oh, you know what, what I'm going to write is going to have to have this power. And 
And how do you avoid being cliche in what you're writing? Like, where does the inspiration come from? Because at some point you go, oh, we have to talk about whatever, uh, darkness and depression. And you, you, you could fall into that trap. Yeah, like, like, we don't, we don't, like, we, we start off like, uh, like, more of an emotion or like right. we're not we're not like we're gonna write a, a song about depression today we're not okay. like that it, mm. it comes from a real place it's like okay right. if i feel depressed then i'm gonna write a song that is about like my depression if i feel happy i'm gonna write a song that is about me feeling happy or like or like uh, some of these songs like are about like more of a big uh, like a bigger subject like a like a worldly like universe type thing or like what we're doing here and what we are like right. like and trying not to like worry too much about the small things because in reality we're just like floating around on this crazy rock in the middle of like and we don't even know how far it goes and like we I, I think over the years like and on this record you'll hear hear a few songs about that like where we've even gone further out about like what the hell is going on here and what we're doing like in this crazy rock in the universe burning you, and yeah yeah do you look to to politics or the news to get the subject matter and get inspired or do you try to keep all that stuff out um, I would say that it's like that's a loaded i mean it's hard to wake up and you get bombarded with a, a, an, an influx long. of information which makes yeah. you which puts your in a which puts you in a certain mindset if you decide to be creative that particular day and write a song, write something down on a piece of paper, all of the things that you, you, you've you taken in, in terms of everyone's opinion, be it politics or science or medical or um, yeah. everything, good, the bad, the ugly. Look, we're not asking if you hate Trudeau or not. We're just saying, do you watch the news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to make a big statement right now. <laughs> but no, it's funny because you know a lot of our a lot of songwriters will say that you know they write from their own perspective and from their own personal experiences, and then a lot of songwriters will say, "Well, actually, I like to write from a third person. It's from somebody else's perspective that might be going through something." You know what? Matt and I two days ago, Matt and I were talking about this, and like we agree that sometimes in our music is supposed to be a distraction from the everyday escapism shit escapism like we and like we believe in escapism so like you know unless for yeah i get it rage against the machine from its infancy was about fucking yeah this yeah let's go yeah. but Fuck like the man i don't fucking need to hear from the people uh whose music i love about their political opinions all day every day yeah. i mean that's just me like i don't look to music for politics i look to fucking cp24 uh, listen I'll, yeah. i'm gonna fully agree with, with you the other day i was walking the dog and this bon jovi song came on in my ears from their last album in 2020 and he was talking about ppes and covid and the, and i'm like no i don't want bon jovi to be talking to me about covid i want to walk to my dog and just live on a prayer and i was like this is not gonna work for me so yeah i, I agree we we need to get away from that. Let's let's escape. So, yeah, escape. Let's well, talking about you know trying to make a connection with the fans, and you know it's all about the fans. I mean, this person commented on the video just two days ago for the new song, which is available now. Go stream it wherever you get your music. Yep. 
They wrote, the, this band has saved me more than once. They understand the real struggle of addiction, the struggle of wanting to give up, the struggle of a bipolar person, the highs and the lows. Never felt so close to music. And when you get messages like that from fans, what does that mean to you? It means they must be paying really close attention to the drum parts. Right. <laughs> that fill at 236. I mean, I mean, sorry, the lyrics. The <laughs> They're listening to the lyrics, you know. We yeah. pride ourselves. We, we come from honesty and we uh, we go through. I, I think that we, if we can put into words what other people are feeling to the point where they can see their own lives and our music and art, I think that's like a beautiful, powerful thing in, in yeah. art, right? But imagine like painting a painting and, you know, everyone goes up to the Mona Lisa. I don't know if this is a good analogy, but goes up to the Mona Lisa. Like, is she smiling? Is she smirking at me? Like, that's me. I, I can see myself in her. I don't know. Um, yeah. kind of I don't think you, I'd you, want you, to see myself in Mona Lisa. No, I, yeah, no. You, 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 you sort of made fun of the, of the music in and you said yeah they're not here for the drum parts and stuff but does that mean that the music is secondary to you uh i don't think that we'd be compartmentalized i think it's like the the whole thing is like a uh big um <laughs> the whole thing is hard to enchilada. make people are <laughs> yeah what? like like i think there's like and we're a band so there's four of us and there's right. there's different there's uh, different people in the band that listen listen to different things. Right. So for me, like I, I like lyrics, but I I'm I'm a melody guy more than a, a lyricist. Like I, right. I'm okay at lyrics. Right. I like I'm more of a melody guy. I can make right. melodies all day long, right. and uh, that's what I listen to. So like I bring that to the table. Neil's a very good lyricist. My brother is a good lyricist, and he also keeps us in the box of what we're talking about. So like, and, and Barry's uh, like obviously a good guitar player and brings riffs to the table and also uh, counter melodies and right. tingly jinglies. So we all yeah. bring our thing to the table that we, uh, you know. You all add your own color at the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Um, Neil, talk about the drumming on this record, for example. I mean, everybody is using the same drum samples and drum replacements in the mix and everything. Are you recording your drums one take off the floor or what's going on there? Yeah. Who's everyone? Everyone <laughs> put on rock radio. Everybody's drums sound the same these days. But the cool thing about your record and so-called life, I know it. I the floor tom is what stuck out to me. I heard it sounds like a real floor tom. So. Yeah, we we kind of zig when everyone else is zagging. Like we're just like that's just like the way that we play uh, that I played. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's real drums on the floor in the studio, real mics and everything. Oh, one take? No, it's not one take. No. Um, it's 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 when I I do it. Sometimes I'll do two takes. Sometimes I'll do forty seven. Right. right. Um, until it's like, wow, that one's crushing it. That's yeah, that sounds good. Well, yeah. listen, brand new, brand new record called, um, geez, Explosions coming out on May 6th. You can pre-order it now. Uh, what else can we expect on this record? Are we going to get pretty much Three Days Grace, or are we going to hear some ex more experimental stuff in there that fans aren't necessarily used to hearing? Um, I think, like, we reel it into classic stuff, and we also experiment a bit. Like, it's a pretty dynamic record. We have some heavier songs and then some lighter ones. Like, you know, we like to do, do all, uh, you know, fill it in not just to have every song rocking and like bring yeah. it down on back up yeah yeah 
for your, uh, for your just one more question, Mitch, just real quick, Matt, uh, in the studio for your rhythm guitar parts, are you using real amps or are you going the digital route? Oh, no, we we use all real amps. Yeah. Yeah. All organic. But uh, yeah, like we'll put on we'll put on some some effects and stuff through plugins and, and stuff. But most of I, th I think most of the stuff that Barry does is like analog before uh, it goes in. So, yeah. Yeah, we got a beach going on back there and, and oh, big naked black guy. It's kind of that's kind of exciting. Hey, he's an uh, icon, man. It is. Uh, Matt, I just wanted to ask you vocally, um, are you approaching it the same way you were three, four five years ago? Or have you changed your vocal style or are you trying to do something new? Uh, where are we vocally? Uh, well, for me, like I, I, I take vocal lessons every week and uh, through touring and uh, just like, you know, you build it up right. uh, stronger and you kind of know, know where you're going and what you can do and what you can't do. And uh, yeah, I feel like every every record becomes a little stronger. And also like our, our producer, Howard Benson, he's like super good at harmonies and yeah. stuff. So he he sound like a champ so that's why he keeps yeah. getting those grammy nominations and uh, by the yeah. way I'll, I'll i'll wrap up on this and jeremy i think you know the story three days grace is the band that almost decapitated my daughter back in 2006. that's right <laughs> we, we were at the uh, metropolis in montreal and their former singer was having a hissy fit that night and he threw his uh, mic stand across the stage and we were on the stage went right over her head oh an inch down and she was she would have been knocked out but we survived and here we are doing a fabulous interview and uh yeah man matt just uh always a pleasure to talk to you and uh just real quick how what's it like to be in a in a band with your brother because that's do you, do you tell him how to do stuff and then tell mom to tell him to how to do stuff oh no 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 <laughs> no we we get along it's it's been fun you know like uh, when we were like when i was in my darkest days and three days grace was touring a lot and my darkest days was touring a lot right. you didn't see much of each other uh because i was starting my own band back home he was out on the road on the first record second record um so then you know when th this happened we got to see a lot more of each other and uh you know neil recorded my first riff ever uh barry yeah. gave me first guitar uh so it was it was awesome to be able to be in a band with the guys and like we we talked before about maybe doing a side project at, at some point but it just became a reality at one point and uh i was ready to to jump to, in to and jump in yeah uh, nice. And I'll just ask you about that jumping in because you, you really replaced them to save their tour. Was that sort of a stopgap and you're just going to replace them to, 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 to help them on the tour? Or was it like, no, you're going to be our singer right now? Um, no, no, it was kind of like like we were just looking uh, like to the next couple of months because, you know, they they were blindsided at the time. So yep. uh, mm -hmm. we're just looking at the next tour. And then uh, it just became the next tour. And then we were uh, and then we released a single. And then it was like, yeah, uh, uh, I was going to be perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, brand new record explosions coming out on May 6th. You can check out the brand new song So-Called Life available for streaming right now. Are you guys going to do the vinyl? Going to do the cassettes, CDs? Uh, what's what's going on with that? Oh, eight tracks. Yep. Nice. Everything. Nice. Everything. Everything. Yeah. It's the way to we do it. The double, double album, gatefold vinyl, all that stuff, you know? 
hundred percent D like, um, we're going to like Columbia house, you know, Columbia house where you can get all of them for free. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. Do all that. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up because we're getting the signal that, uh, when the drummer starts changing his virtual background, he's having a terrible interview. So we're going to wrap that up. I'm having a great time. (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Best of luck with the record and, uh, we'll see you around. Thanks. Thanks Bye.